podcast today. Uh, some pretty important news. Not with me, but with your energy, with your electricity bill to pass along here. And I think we've talked about this within the last month because I saw the news that, uh, that my Edison, that my energy bill was going to double, uh, go up 50%. Um, that's, did I do the math right there? Like, that's bad. That caught my attention. Um, and then I got in the know. I made the phone call. I think I called first energy and uh, they said, no, that, that the supplier that we're talking about that's going up 47%, 50%, uh, that's not yours. You'll have to call your supplier, which is listed on my bill, to see how long your contract is. It could be three, three months, six months, nine months, three years to see whether or not or when it's going up. Uh, to get to the bottom of this, call first energy. Um, I can give you the uh, P-U-C-O number as well. P- you call Puco. Uh, P-U-C-O dot O-H, P-U-C-O dot O dot Ohio dot gov or 800-686-7826. One more helpful place, maybe the most helpful place where you can literally uh, do as you do all day on Amazon and other websites. Uh, you can shop for energy suppliers and the best rates to see if they service you. Uh, energychoiceohio.gov energychoiceohio.gov will help you out now it doesn't mean that some of the other prices aren't going to go up but hopefully they're not going up as high as um, what we could be charged here for about 300 300 some thousand uh, northwest ohio people who could be affected uh what else do we have to get to today i want to talk uh, a succession thing um I've told you before, I have never been good at symbolism. That's why I was I was just terrible. I was not as good as I didn't meet my potential when it came to uh, language arts, English, literature, all that stuff in high school. I was like, Scarlet Letter is just it, it's a letter. Uh Frankenstein that's the monster. It's just a monster. Like, I didn't get the symbolism behind all these things. Thank God for the cliff notes back then. And I don't know how I got through those classes with decent grades. I would remember if I did worse than, like, Bs or the occasional C. Somehow I made it through. Um, I also don't often get foreshadowing. So if I... um, If I could get, like, symbolic foreshadowing or symbolism and foreshadowing... I would be invincible. I'm not going to spoil anything directly, but I there was one very popular theory that popped out how succession was going to end um, Sunday night from someone on TikTok. And I'll just leave that as it was, but I've I've I'll say this cuz my theory was Logan's not dead. He's as he's done all along uh fucking with his kids. He fucked with their emotions their entire lives. And as I had said, I guess I did forecast this um, as I was commenting to friends and whatnot, as I was catching up with the show. I'm like, none of these three people, four, are capable of running a company. They can barely dress themselves. And unconditional love, uh, I love you this, I love you that, I love you but I can't stand you. Like There are lines where you can walk away and realize that that's not love. And I guess I'll, I guess I'll leave that one alone. But I've been, oh my theory was, we never saw Logan's dead body. Even when he came off the plane, it was in a bag. 
So I thought for sure that he was, I didn't think for sure, but I thought it was a reasonable, plausible theory. Logan's coming back, and their jaws are going to hit the floor when he shows up at whatever sale happens. Um, I like the show, and the more I read about it, and I think that's the blessing and the curse with a lot of TV these days. Um, sometimes to get the most enjoyment out of it, um, you got to read some of the analysis and go down some rabbit holes and scavenger hunts and read some weird Reddit theories. Um, that just comes with a lot of TV these days. Or you can shut your brain off completely from all that stuff and just try to enjoy it how you would enjoy things. Surface level and whatever you can pick apart from it. Um, I was listening to the official uh, Succession podcast yesterday because again and this has kind of consumed my life for the last handful of days because um i did not prepare myself to watch it i went in thinking oh well, well one of them will get it i guess this is spoilery too too damn late for a show this big if you can't get to it in like 24 hours we gotta have a chat um and it got huge ratings unsurprisingly for hbo or max Whatever. It's funny. They changed the brand. They went away from HBO, went to Max, but they, at least in this podcast I listened to, they kept that HBO sound effect that started all their shows. So I'm listening to this podcast. Um, All these, it's, the show is, I guess, dark satire, black comedy. Um, It it very much reminded me of how The Office was shot. That shaky camera or whatever the actual name for that is called uh but also like Seinfeld (laughs) um Seinfeld I I didn't find them this way because it was buried underneath the humor but we realized in the last episode these people are completely detestable human beings we learned that early on with Succession so like Succession was like for me part of The Office which I didn't watch but I'm very familiar with The Office meets Seinfeld Different levels of completely detestable human beings. And um, somebody had the point in all these readings I did that at least Logan had a reason. Like if you listen to the um, eulogies, he had a rough life. So you can at least grasp. I don't agree, but I understand why he was the way he was. Um, So I'm listening to this official Succession podcast and a couple of things jumped out at me. Um, I, I guess... I was following a lot of the business nature of things because none of this stuff was very foreign to me. I know that it is absolutely evil and ruthless. And while some of this stuff is probably hyperbolic and histrionic and over the top, some of it is probably very, very, very true because I've been a part of the corporate world, not in the good way, for 16, 17 years now. So I didn't dive that deeply into the psychology of it, even though I saw it and I I didn't need to see much. I'm like, this is, this is what these people are doing is not love. You can stop saying I love you and you can stop believing that this will be the last lie that they tell. I mean, literally these people could probably not function in nine to five day to day lives. So I heard these two things and um, let me see if. Oh, one more quick thing. Speaking of technology and corporate, Bitwise was a tech company, I think from Fresno, that was coming to be in the, with the Jefferson Building in the Vistula District. 
Um, out of the blue, maybe not out of the blue, they furloughed all 900 of their employees. So at this point, they're not coming here. And I don't know what the repercussions and fallout of that is. Um, that could be a pretty sweet spot that maybe is already much taken care of for somebody to hop right in there. Um, it, it's probably better in a lot of ways to start a business here than many other places. Cost of living, cost of doing business is lower than a lot of other places. All right, so I heard these two things and I was stopped. I was just kind of frozen. Um, let me let me play these for you and see if they remind you or what you think of. There was something so interesting. This is Alexander Skarsgård, um, who played Lucas Matson in the show. There was something so interesting about that character trait. Right. He doesn't seem to enjoy any of it at all. No. Like, he's in these beautiful settings, and he's he could be sitting in a hovel, really. Yeah, and it's also like when they go to this retreat, he looks out at the beautiful mountain range, and he's like, yeah, it's, I guess I'm supposed to say that this is beautiful because that's what people say, but, like, it doesn't deeply affect him. It doesn't deeply move him. He's got, I, I, I try to avoid putting him on the spectrum or, or playing, leaning into that, but there's definitely a hint of attention deficit disorder there. He's, uh, his mind is incredibly fast and wanders and you need to capture his attention within five seconds because if you don't succeed then he's off thinking about something else okay what are your thoughts let me play this back you might also know alexander skarsgård uh from his abs with with uh with true blood there was something so interesting about that character trait right he doesn't seem to enjoy any of it at all no like he's in these beautiful settings and he's he could be sitting in a hovel really yeah and it's also like when they go to this retreat he looks out at the beautiful mountain range and he's like yeah it's i guess i'm supposed to say that this is beautiful because that's what people say but like it doesn't deeply affect him it doesn't deeply move him that goes back to a bit of what we talked about yesterday how i'm just like very pragmatic like i don't want to go to the antique store to shop around um what i do is for utility and 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 pragmatic and i know that you 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 should go out in nature because it really does help you and your mental health but yeah there have been millions of times hundreds of times whether I'm at the art museum or one of our metro parks, and I can see the embrace and the joy or the peace that you feel, that someone feels, that I'm looking at. I'm like, look at the way they admire and enjoy this. Yeah, it's just a fucking piece of artwork. It's nothing to me. That is a that is a that is a tree. Uh, it puts oxygen in the air, whatever. Nothing. Now it's a little different. I have to go to the zoo on Friday for a work thing. That's a little different. I can appreciate the animals because I like to psychoanalyze how they act compared to us. One time, not long ago, I looked at the the, the vultures. It was like people probably look at you and go, "Disgusting." I looked at it and was like, "This is majestic," and I feel bad that people look at you this way. Um, other parts of this interview with I think Kara Swisher was a really big following. Um talked about he doesn't doesn't really like enjoy the stuff that he has he doesn't need any more money he enjoyed the competition he lost his foil his foe when logan died off um talked about that yesterday 
Weekends are my bane, but getting in to do the mystery, putting together the puzzle of the daily workday is what keeps me going. Uh, let me move on here. There was something so... No. In Sorry, didn't mean to do that. Move him. He's got... I, I, I try to avoid putting him on the spectrum or, or playing, leaning into that, but there's definitely a hint of attention deficit disorder there. He's uh, His mind is incredibly fast and wanders and you need to capture his attention within five seconds because if you don't succeed then he's off thinking about something else that's me i will give you the fastest wow that's crazy that you have ever been delivered in your life I don't know if this is in the podcast episode that's coming but i did one with a woman named jennifer henderson that is noah henderson's mom um, I think I talked about this last week here on this podcast. That podcast, that Ability Center podcast, 68 words, will hit on June 13th. We usually do them every um, every other Tuesday. And just hearing her talk about him, and I hope you listen to this, and I don't know how much of what her and I, I don't know, I think a lot of this stuff was off the podcast because we talked for two hours after recording for 45 minutes, but I threw a lot of things at her that I was basically predicting how he is or was or what he would say in a certain environment. And she didn't mention it. But I was like, he is a little me. He will grow up to me. Um, let me play. And he is an autistic kid who didn't talk for a bunch of years until he finally did. Um, I hope you listened to that podcast. And I was so moved. It's the longest podcast for 68 Words we've done to date. Let me do this one more time, and then we'll move on to the second part of this succession podcast. I'm on the spectrum or, or playing, leaning into that, but there's definitely a hint of attention deficit disorder there. He's uh, His mind is incredibly fast and wanders, and you need to capture his attention within five seconds because if you don't succeed, then he's off thinking about something else. Uh, yeah makes me feel like I'm looking or listening into a mirror with that. Uh, and I had, I had said to Jennifer, I don't know if this was on the podcast or not. And I've seen people recently post, they have been diagnosed with adult autism. I don't know if that's the case. Uh, maybe you're more ADD or maybe you do have hints of it, but it's because of your environment and, we can't put our phones down. Like our phones have brought out so much bad in us. They have given us diagnoses. They have had us chase diagnoses that we demanded so that we could feel better or get better in a lot of ways. May or may not have them. I don't know. But hey, whatever works for you to be in a better place. And I do wonder, and I said this to, to uh, Mrs. Hudson or Mrs. Henderson, I'm sure if I were... 13 and threw out a lot of my thoughts and feelings to an evaluator, they might go ADHD or some type of autism because of my unwillingness to be in a lot of crowds, how I hear certain noises and people's voices more loudly than others. I'm not saying it is the diagnosis or a diagnosis, but with the prevalence of it these days and how we're on alert for it, somebody might go, 13-year-old Eric, you're, we think you're on the spectrum. Uh, and that's not to dismiss anybody who is or anything like that. Another part of the podcast, it's some big stars on this thing. This is Jeremy Strong, who does really, he's an actor that gets into 
his roles. Not method acting, but very hardcore. At the beginning of the season, Kendall says to his brother and sister, I need something super fucking absorbing in my life, like he needs a Matterhorn to climb. Because if he's not doing that, if he doesn't have something, then I think he will backslide into a whirlpool of negativity, of addiction, of suicidality. And so the character is always on thin ice and needs to find something to buoy himself and keep himself above water. So far as I can see, he did not, his character, uh, I didn't drink much at all, do many drugs at all in the final season because he was working on this, on this, this deal. Let me play this again as again for, I don't know, fifth, sixth, seventh time I am listening into a mirror. At the beginning of the season, Kendall says to his brother and sister, I need something super fucking absorbing in my life, like he needs a Matterhorn to climb. Because if he's not doing that, if he doesn't have something, then I think he will backslide into a whirlpool of negativity, of addiction, of suicidality. And so the character is always on thin ice and needs to find something to buoy himself and keep himself above water. I regularly say, I don't want to work or I'm ready to retire. The reality is just that. If I did not have my daily routine, I mentioned yesterday in the podcast how lost I was once my pretty busy Monday Memorial Day morning was over. Like I was playing a video game, but I was ready to just go to bed as early as possible and get ready to dive into the routine of my week. If I didn't have a job, Something like that would happen to me. And I'm, to be honest, very, very afraid of of that. All those demons could and very likely would creep in real fast. I let them creep in for 24 hours over the weekend. I let them take their shots at me. I let them stab me and poke me and punch me and shoot me. But then I'm strong enough to push them back in the same way that Somebody wanted to diagnose me on the spectrum. I have so many coping skills that a, a kid or an adult uh, might not. So I can push all that stuff aside and it's no major diagnosis. But um, some people quickly succumb to those things. And at least I am aware of it. Like I have told several therapists now, I'm coming to see you now because I, I, I'm uncertain how steady I will be when I lose my dad. And I'm better now. But I guess the honest truth is I am more terrified of not having a job. Not because I don't know how to pay my bills or anything. Um, and as rough as my work has been at times, as agonizing emotionally and psychologically as it has been and, and just so frustrating, it was still part of a routine and a battle I could fight every day, even if it took a lot out of me. Having that battle, as agonizing as, as it was, as it often was, is better than not having a battle because again, um, this. I need something super fucking absorbing in my life. Like he needs a Matterhorn to climb. Because if he's not doing that, if he doesn't have something, then I think he will backslide into a whirlpool of negativity, of addiction, of suicidality. And so the character is always on thin ice and needs to find something to buoy himself and keep himself above water. Thank God I found those puzzles a couple of years ago, which kept me busy for hundreds of hours that otherwise those demons could have crept into my mind during the week, 
which I have to do my best to keep them out of. That's why I keep my schedule busy during the week. Um, it's a scary, scary place. Um, the empty mind is the devil's playground. One more thought popped into my head, and I want to see if I can think about it and play it one more, one more time. Then I think he will backslide into a whirlpool of negativity, of addiction, of suicidality. And so the character is always on thin ice and needs to... Oh, I remember. Uh, going back to yesterday, how I'm not like many people. Maybe it's just negativity or pessimism, but I've kind of like, I told this to my to Pam a couple of weeks ago. It's like, for the first time in my life, I can say, I don't want to date. It's just too much of a headache and messy out there. And when you don't want to do that, and when you don't yearn for a family or kids, it goes back to yesterday. The world isn't set up for someone like me, like us. By no means am I putting any kind of, not trying to dangle any like flag out there like help me. And I don't think that I'm the only person like this at all. Um, but it was, uh, this stuff uh, froze me in my tracks yesterday. It's interesting to listen and listen into a mirror.